Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Season 4, Episode 65 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you once again for joining us and before we continue, I just want to make a note or comment that this is actually the, the thousandth episode of the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. Um, quite amazing really that it's been going on this long, um, you know, but I'm grateful to have had the... Um, the perseverance really uh, to do that and let's look forward to the next thousand of this daily study podcast um it is only 10 minutes a day and it's something which has helped me with my study to make sure it's more effective and more consistent and more regular and i hope that it will continue to do the same for you uh today uh, we are looking at genesis uh, chapters 28 to 33 in the week of february the 28th to march the 6th and um in this uh, study today, we're going to finish 20, Genesis 28 and look at uh, Genesis 29. So just to finish off Genesis 28 from our study from yesterday, really, uh, Jacob wakes up uh, in verse 18 and he says, And took the stone that he had put for his pillows and set it up for a pillar and poured oil upon the top of it. So this is quite interesting, this, that he takes the stone that, that he laid his head on uh, and he made an altar or a a pillar um, or a, a kind of a, wor- a little monument of worship from it. Uh, and this can be likened to perhaps our trials being turned into the ways we develop and grow and become closer to the Lord. These stones that uh, Jacob was lying on could be indicated that they were difficult to overcome and, and rocky and hard. But these trials that he was um, going through became a a way to, for him to worship the Lord through this little monument he made. So I think that was uh, quite interesting to consider. And then in verse 19, he calls that place Bethel, uh, which means house of God. Um, and, and then uh, we see him promising to, to pay tithing. In verse uh, 22, it says, And this stone which I have set for a pillar shall be, the, shall be God's house. And of all that thou give me, I will surely give the tenth unto thee. Um, Elder Robert D. Hale said, quote, Tithing has been established in these latter days as an essential law for members of God, the Lord's restored church. It is one of the basic ways we witness our faith in him and our obedience to his laws and commandments. Tithing is one of the commandments that qualifies us by our faith to enter the temple, the house of the Lord. Close quote. It's interesting, again, that this um, covenant or promise was made at a place that Jacob called Bethel, um, the house of God, his temple, as it were. So uh, Jacob then continues his journey and eventually meets a well. Um, and there were three flocks of sheep by this well, and there was a great stone that's upon the well's mouth. So it's not just an open well that you might uh, imagine. There's a massive stone over it as well. Um, and people would come move the stone and then get the water and then put the stone back. Um, and this is where we have a, a timeless meeting uh, for Jacob. Uh, he meets some men who bring their flocks to water them, and he asks if they they know where Laban is, and they say that his daughter will be coming with the sheep. Um, now, it's interesting, this. So they say that Rachel is coming. And so Jacob in verse 7 says, Lo, it is yet high day, neither it is time that the cattle should be gathered together. Water ye the sheep and go and feed them. And they said, We cannot until all the flocks be gathered together until they roll the stone from the well's mouth. Then we water the sheep. So it seems that Jacob perhaps is trying to get these these men to kind of do what they need to quickly and then and move on before Rachel gets there. Uh, perhaps he is hoping for a more of a um, 
an audience of Rachel without any interference or any onlookers. Um, and then Rachel appears. Now, what happens next is quite a, quite a display uh, and clearly something which uh, Jacob is quite inspired to do. Uh, but in verse 10, it says, And it came to pass when Jacob saw Rachel, the daughter of Laban, um, that Jacob went near and rolled the stone from the well's mouth and watered the flock of Laban, his mother's, his mother's brother. Um, and Jacob kissed Rachel and lifted up his voice and wept. So basically, he moves the roll, he moves the stone away himself in an incredible display of strength. Uh, and then considering these men were waiting until other people arrived. And then he kisses Rachel, and we presume it's kind of the the customary uh, traditional kiss on the on the cheek, um, rather than you know a, a just a kiss uh, that is quite sudden by this stranger. Um, lifts up his voice, presumably to the Lord, perhaps in thanks to God, and then weeps. Um, you know, this must be a beautiful woman, I suppose, or perhaps he is grateful to the Lord that he has been led uh, to to the place and to the person that he he believes is going to be fulfilling uh, his desires, his wishes to, to find a wife in the land of Haran. Um, so then uh, Jacob tells Rachel uh, everything uh, about who he is, that he is um, his, fa his father's brother, um, Rebecca's son, and she runs and tells her father. Um, and Laban is very excited as well. And in fact, uh, when Laban hears this, he runs and embraces him and kisses him again customary kiss I, i'm imagining uh and brings him to his house so clearly laban is very excited to hear this news considering that he ran to jacob uh and he lived with them for a month now this um leads jacob to wanting to work with for laban but laban obviously says that you know he is flesh and blood he can't um just be, be a servant so what does he want in payment uh, and Jacob asks for the hand of Rachel uh, as his wife um, so Laban suggests that um, and that uh, he should serve for seven years well in fact Jacob suggests he should serve for seven years um, and <laughs> I mean a compliment of the century in verse 19 uh, Laban says it is better that I give her to thee than I should give her to another man abide with me so he's like, oh, well, it's better than you than no one than anyone else. So yeah, sure. Uh, and so Jacob serves for the seven years, and this is, of course, you know, a very touching um, kind of tribute to how much um, he dedicates his life to Rachel and how we should feel for our spouse. Uh, in in um, Sister Linda K. Burton shared, "Quote: A verse in the Old Testament is one that touches my heart as we consider the principle of love." Who of us is not moved by Jacob and Rachel's biblical love story? Why was the Saviour willing to keep his covenant uh, with the Father and fulfil his divine mission to atone for the sins of the world? It was his love for his Father and his love for us. Why was the Father willing to allow his only begotten and perfect Son to suffer pain beyond description to bear the sins, heartache, sicknesses and infirmities of the world? And with all that is unfair in this world, we find the answer in these words. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Close quote. If we want to um, consider what love looks like, what it really looks like, we need to look no further than the example of Jacob for Rachel and the Saviour for us and our Heavenly Father for us. These are examples of dedicated love which 
lead someone to serve beyond what we would expect. And let's not forget the additional bit of uh, information we get from the, the narrator when it says, And Jacob served seven years for Rachel, and they seemed unto him but a few days for the love that he had to her. So, you know, he, he had to serve for seven years, but it was a very small task to him compared to being able to receive the hand of Rachel in marriage. Um, so uh, the seven years pass and um, Jacob fulfills it. So they prepare the uh, the feast and they prepare the celebrations. Uh, but Laban makes a swap. Uh, he gives Leah his daughter uh, instead of Rachel and they do it and they do the marriage in the dark of night. Uh, the, the, the wife is veiled um, <clears throat> and in the morning, um, Jacob realizes it was Leah. Um, who he has been married to. Uh, and so he is obviously very, dis well, not just disappointed, he is very frustrated, I imagine. Um, and he asks what is going on. Now, I do want to kind of go through this and uh, discuss this and consider this a bit more in depth tomorrow. And we are reaching the end of our time. So we will stop there and we'll consider, first of all, um, you know, there is no kind of, indication uh what leah and rachel think to all of this they just kind of are swapped and they just agree with their father um we presume that laban is the person who is behind the swap but we'll talk about leah and rachel tomorrow and we'll talk about um the the reaction of jacob and perhaps uh, kind of the irony that's in this uh, experience as well tomorrow thank you very much for listening today uh, and until we meet again